Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 8, Episode 17, The Elephant's Father. Mary, what happened this week? Brandon decides the absolute best way to win Kelly back is to act like a stalker and treat everyone like shit. And I'm giving no credit for this behavior to Val, no matter how much pot stirring she does. Speaking of Val, her legal atonement for bookie shit is 50 hours of community service at the Wyatt Clinic of all places. She spends her time scrubbing every surface Kelly can think of and intercepting Kelly's messages from Brandon and pushing her toward the new clinic intern, Jeff, who played Ted Bundy in a movie from 2002. Kelly is living in the beach house now with Donna and Carly and Zach, but only for like a day before the latter two need to rush home to take care of Carly's ill dad. Emotionally, Steve doesn't take the news well at all, but he's supportive of Carly's decision even when he really wants them both to stay. After a tearful airport goodbye, we bid farewell to Hillary Swank and thank Donna and the costume department for Zach's little jacket and cowboy hat. Kelly also tries to help a patient at the clinic out of a terrible domestic situation. David decides to shadow a band late night to write about them for the Beverly Beat and is tempted to accept drugs from Marky, Jasper's Law's very own Dr. Feelgood. David rejects the offer but makes a face about it, so we have to wonder if our boy is thinking about relapsing into some substance abuse issues. But at least for today, he didn't buy drugs or finish his article, but he got that band to buy a song from him. Noah fires Val from the pee pad, which makes Donna happy, but has questionable opinions on cheating, which makes Donna mad. Mr. Some Men Are Just Like That assures Donna she doesn't have anything to worry about, and they kiss. The opinions of the men this week are unreal. (laughs) That one scene where they're drinking beer outside a carnival, and they're just... They have the worst opinions the whole time. I was like, dying. It was my favorite scene I've ever seen in my life. It just, like, the only scene I think I agreed with of, of Brandon this week was the very beginning when literally, like, Steve's like, oh, what a psycho, calling Emma a psycho. And he's like, no, I'm a psycho. And I'm like, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yeah, if there is one thing to be said for Brandon in this episode, it is the beginning of the first scene Mm -hmm. where he acknowledges. But then, like, immediately after, I mean, Val coming in does not exactly help anyone's situation. Yeah. But when she comes in and she's like, I just spent hours in jail, and then they tell her about Kelly, and she's like, oh, my God, what? She sounded very genuine in that moment. Like – I know. I felt so bad because it seems like she cares and Brandon and Steve are literally just like, just get out of here. It takes too much energy to talk to you. (laughs) Like literally though, like she comes storming into the house and she's like, well, I just made a few bets. Like (laughs) she's, she's incredible. Like she, I have no notes for Tiffany Thiessen's portrayal of Valerie Malone. Like I, Valerie Malone, like I can't. (laughs) She's so perfect. And then, yeah, her face and her eyes, when they tell her about Kelly, she's like, what? Why? What happened? What? <laughs> like, it was so good. And she's like, dude, she says, I'm trying to be a friend twice. 
And Brandon is literally like, nah, fam, I don't believe you. You've always hated her. And yeah. I'm like, he has no patience with her, period. And like, so I didn't really think too much of that snapping at her because Steve was also there basically doing the same thing right? in this moment. But it does end up being like the hint of future Brandon things to come. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, even if you're feeling emotionally distraught and you're not yourself, you should never snap at Valerie Malone. Oh, I know. Right? Like it's almost like there is no perfect way to deal with Val and to interact with her because she manipulates everything. So it's like if you snap at her, she's going to get you back. If you don't, she's going to think something's wrong and then do something to mess it up anyway. (laughs) And you can't ignore her. She just won't leave. No. No. It's great. It's so good. Like as soon as he did that, I was like, that's a mistake. You do not come at Valerie Malone no matter who you are, even Brayden Walsh. Right, exactly. Like, even he is not immune. Yeah. But then, yeah, because we have found out that Kelly moves out, she goes straight to the beach apartment with all of her bags and is literally just like, Brandon cheated on me. I have nowhere else to go. Can I have my old room back? And I absolutely love this moment where, like, Carly comes in and they're like, oh, but give us a minute. And then Kelly's like, no, no, we can tell Carly too. Yeah. Oh, same. Like, I was very surprised that she was immediately honest, but at the same time, I think that's just Kelly. Like, she like she says later in the episode, like, she doesn't play games. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, she she doesn't. Like, she yeah. she really is kind of just always – maybe she's not always 100% honest or revealing, but she is, like, kind of deliberate, you know, with everything mm-hmm. she does. So – yeah, I also loved it too. And Carly just immediately being like, nope, I'm going to go stay in Zach. You're, you're having your old room. No questions asked. And it's just, it felt very supportive and like a safe environment. Honestly, like, before I realized that this is when Carly leaves and we never see her again, I was so ready for the three of them to be like best little girlfriends. And then just like Zach fades into the background because he's five. <laughs> and do we really need the five-year-old? Right. And like it gives us shades of Kelly Donna Claire. Exactly. Even have a name with the C. Like, you know. Who's dating Steve? <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, we knew it was too good to be true. I know. Oh my God. This is the second girlfriend in a row that has dumped Steve to go be with her dad. Ooh. Ooh, that hurts. Right? Like at some point you start thinking, like, is it me? Oh, definitely. It always is. <laughs> absolutely, Steve. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're not, we're not actually to the Steve stuff yet. We're still with Kelly because she, in addition to telling Donna and Carly that Brandon cheated on her, she moved out, et cetera, she tells Donna, she's like, no, me and Brandon are over. I am not mm-hmm. forgiving him for this. And I also appreciate that because literally last episode, she was like, don't call me. Don't come over. Are we clear? And at the time, he was like, yeah, we're clear. And so, yeah, after we get our nice little ska B-roll aggressive shots. Um, <laughs> so much zooming and just like so choppy. Much. So much. Um, after that, we – like Kelly's like bustling around the the apartment. She wants to 
go to work to get her mind off of things, especially because apparently she's been utilizing the the home shopping network and can't spend any more money. (laughs) That made me so happy when she was just like, I have to get away from the TV. Yeah, it was so cute. And then Brandon calls for Kelly, which is exactly what Kelly told him not to do. Mm -hmm. And this is where we start to see, like, Brandon's not taking this well. At first, when he... When Kelly confronted him, he was, like, really sad. Mm -hmm. And you could see on his face, he was like, I messed up. But now he has moved into anger in the grief stages. And he's like, maybe I should just come over. And I'm like, dude, also not literally what she – Yeah, literally what she told you not to do. And he's so aggressive with Donna because he's like, I have a right to talk to her. You can't run interference. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't know. Yeah. That's not a right. Well, and then right after that, when she's just like, yeah, but not right now. Like, we're not doing this right now. And he's like, thanks, Donna. You're a real pal. Like, Yeah. And Donna's like, yeah, I'm trying to be. Like, Yeah, duh. She's Kelly's friend. I mean, she's yours yeah. too, but like, you're in the wrong. And yeah, this is where I started picking it up when he's like, I have a right to see her. It was like, you're not handling this well. And I don't yeah. like how you are acting. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, we have, like, all of this stuff to set up because there's – while we have the overarching story of Brandon and Kelly that ends up involving, like, everybody, everyone else also has stuff going on this week because, yeah, Val only did a few bets, only was in jail for a few hours. (laughs) Uh, She, I guess, pled guilty and is getting 50 hours of community service and a fine. And I love – every moment with her where she's like, what about me? I mean, yeah, Noah lost his liquor license for a week, but I have to do a week of community service. (laughs) Yeah. Like she was acting like 50 hours was like the end of the world. And I just remember in Gilmore Girls when Rory got 500 hours of community service for Grand Theft Boating and like Thinking about the difference in that, like, yeah, 50 hours could literally just be six days. (laughs) Well, and then Noah fires her immediately. And I was like, now you have all the time in the world. Just go knock it out. Exactly. I also kind of love that, like, anytime Noah is around Val, he is so nonchalant. Like, he's very much just like, yeah, you did the time or you did the crime. You got to do the time. Like, he's so just like whatever about Val because he sees right through her so yeah I kind of love how he acts around her (laughs) I love that Noah really is just like this chill dude in like yeah sees it how it is says it how it is because yeah he has like a good moment here where he's just like yeah Val this is exactly how I deal with you this is the only thing that works and then he does it Mm -hmm. to Donna later and just completely blows it all up exactly yeah Oh, man. And, yeah, there's this other story that I think was really, like, legitimately a PSA in the Mm -hmm. episode, right? That's what it felt like, yeah. Yeah, because we have to go to the clinic where, first of all, I was so excited to see Dr. Martin. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jeff, is that the intern's name? Jeff? Jeff, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, as soon as you see him, you're like, okay, this guy is supposed to be, like, the perfect new 
guy to get in the way of Brandon and Kelly. Right. But, yeah, it turns out he's, like, a medical intern. He's going to be working at the clinic uh, for an internship. And this woman comes in who says that she's been in a car accident. And at first she seems kind of dazed, but then she's like, and there were no witnesses. And I hit a parked car. And it was just a thing. Please help me. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, like, bleeding on her face and, like, you know – yeah, and we don't know what other injuries she had. And they just go take her back and examine. But, of course, anytime anybody steps in the clinic, you're like, oh, is there something else going on? Which, obviously, we'll find out later in the episode that it is. Um, so, yeah. But we'll get there. Yeah. Because first, we have to go over to the Beverly Beat where – I. I just want to, like, step into a time capsule that, like, takes me back to this because Steve talking about wanting to take Carly to a musical and they're like, yeah, Rent is the hottest ticket in town. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. That just really tickled me. I was just yeah. like, I love that David knows musicals. I was going to say, yeah, it's like Steve just assumes that David knows musicals because he's into music, not knowing that they could be entirely different topics of conversation, <laughs> but David does know. So I kind of love that he's like a closet, like musical lover and loves a good show tune. Like I would love that for him. Oh yeah. I feel like, you know, Rent has a lot of piano in it. I bet David sits at home and just plays Seasons of Love. Yeah. Over and over. Over like, and this over. Is, this is this is a banger. <laughs> oh, and the whole musical is about a guy trying to write a song and David's trying to get back into the music business. This is actually a really good parallel. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, elsewhere, Brandon is like in the background blinding himself by the copier light and not he lo- it looks like a cartoon for a sec it because he was like ah like he didn't know the light turns on when you're trying to make a copy well and I was like trying to catch up writing my notes I got like really distracted mm-hmm. by the rent moment so I had to pause the screen and I paused it on him with his face in the copier and I was just like did I miss something while I was writing like <laughs> what is happening right but it turns out like he's just having another angry outburst and is taking it out on the copier. Right. Well, and too, like, David's explaining, like, he doesn't really want to do a, re- a review, although that is literally, his as job. Steve points out, his job. And he instead wants to, like, follow a band around, do, like, a documentary style, I guess, or, like, you know, but in written form. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Brandon's just banging things around in the background, just, like, beating up the copier. And then even Janet, sweet Janet, who hopefully we get more and more sooner and sooner. But um, she's just like pouring people coffee, like just like, hey, man, what's wrong with you? And he just completely snaps. And even David, when he's just like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Literally the most innocent thing he could say. Brain is like, oh, you want to go? <laughs> it's like, w- excuse me? <laughs> Literally, like, yeah, David is like, oh, that makes sense. But then you have Steve and Janet are just like silent, shocked faces. They're just like, I don't even know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Where do I, like, what? Yeah. Also, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And then, of course, Brandon does that, like, that thing. I don't know what we call it, but that thing of, like, oh, well, everything's my fault. It's all my fault. It's my fault, my fault. The floods, the Malibu, like, whatever he said. Everything's my fault. And, God, it's immature. And 
so it not is, where he needs to be right now in his life. It is so dramatic. Yes. And like, honestly, truly, to say that Brandon is the most dramatic person in that office when you have David and Steve there as well is saying a lot. I know. I know. I agree. I I will say, like, going like I know this this episode jumps around a lot, but I actually kind of thought the transitions were pretty good. Like they, I mean, we're not talking about like PowerPoint slide transitions here, but like, <laughs> but like I don't know, it just seemed to flow pretty well despite all the jumping around. So I think that's probably also why I liked this episode. What are you laughing at my PowerPoint slide transitions? Comment? Yes, I. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop talking so I could be like star wipe to the next scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I so mean, it does. Do. <laughs> it does flow pretty well, though. To your point, because like the next thing we see chronologically in the episode is Noah and Donna basically catching each other up on what happened throughout the episode. So mm-hmm. Noah tells Donna about going to court, losing the liquor license, firing Val. Donna tells him about Brandon and Kelly breaking up. And yeah, Noah drops this like very casual, tell it like he sees it kind of a thing where Mm -hmm. he's just like, well, yeah, it's a flaw in – what is it? It's a flaw in the male technology. Some guys cheat. And Donna's like, you did not just say that to me (laughs) with a straight face. And and he's literally just like, I did. I don't understand. Yeah, what's wrong? And yeah, he's like – the guy made a mistake. It happens. If she loves him, she'll get over it. I'm like, this is where I was like, okay, the opinions of these men in this episode this week are, they're just no, no, absolutely so no. bad. <laughs> and like watching Donna fight with him and then just get so frustrated. She just like slumps back into her chair with her arms crossed. I was like, girl, mm-hmm. I get it. I know. I uh- so I just yeah. In that scene, I could not help but thinking about Donna's opinions and how they relate to David cheating on her several times. I thought about that too. I was like, I mean, it, for I don't know. Maybe no one knows because everyone says everything to everybody, but like I also wouldn't expect Noah to know about that, but yeah. The fact that she's been cheated on and like immediately broke up with him and then got back together with him three more times and got her heart broken repeatedly. Like that well, is key evidence to this fight. Exactly. And like Donna thinks com- thinks commitment is black and white and no it doesn't. I Okay. Here's the thing. If people want to have like multiple partners and stuff like that, great. Fine. That's for you. And as long as you agree on it with those partners, great. But, like, mm-hmm. I am very much of the belief that if you are committed some, to somebody and you and that other person have agreed that you're only committed to each other, then that's pretty damn black and white. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right? There's no gray area when it comes to commitment. Ugh. Yeah. No, it's literally that. It's literally just, like, they had agreed to do a monogamous thing and then Brandon didn't do that thing. Like that's just breaking a promise, breaking a rule of engagement. Yeah. And like, it was so weird. I almost felt like, and I know he wasn't, but like I almost felt gaslit in that moment (laughs) because I'm like, am I wrong? (laughs) Like, Am I weird for thinking that monogamy is, 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 
black and white? Like what? <laughs> I just, I really want to know where this opinion comes from with Noah. Oh, right. Like, he is I just, such a mystery and such an enigma. I need to know everything about him. I yeah. When we keep talking about him later, I have so much to say about the scene with the three guys. Mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to get to it. But you know, we have to kind of keep setting some more stuff up. There's this really brief moment where Steve goes to see Carly at work. He's so excited about the rent tickets, but it turns out that her father back in Montana had a heart attack and is in heart surgery right now. And she's really broken up about it. But like the question I have at this point is, has the show actually told us about her dad at all? I don't remember hearing anything about him. I don't think they have because obviously we know mom and mom's boyfriend. Yeah. And they're now in Arizona or Florida or <laughs> South Carolina or mainly. somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I don't think we had heard anything about Carly's dad up to this point. And I think what's this this is clearly that Hillary Swank got another job. Like clearly. Yeah. And they were like, crap, we gotta scramble. You know, because like otherwise they probably would have started at least dropping hints if they had mm-hmm. known earlier. But I'm thinking this was a case of like, no, she got a job and our contract with her was like she could get out of it, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they had to scramble. Yeah, I did a little bit of Googling. I was trying not mm. to like be too precise Spoil. and accidentally, yeah, ruin something for mm-hmm. myself. But I did see that Hillary Swank's original contract was for two seasons and then it got cut down to the 16 episodes that she's in. So I Whoa. think you're right. And this was a scramble. And that's why it's like some random dad in Montana we've never heard about. We just know that she's from Montana originally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and yeah, she's like really upset about this because obviously a heart attack's a big deal and not just that he had a heart attack, but he has to have quadruple bypass surgery. It's like they had to decide to make it a very scary surgery with a long recovery to get her to go. Yeah. And- I do want to keep talking about that because there's like a brief scene in the clinic that I think we can come back to. But we go back to Carly because she goes home after work. Steve picks Zach up from school, at which point she tells him like, my dad made it out of surgery. Now I'm trying to find nursing care, but it's really expensive. And I don't feel comfortable with him being with a stranger. Mm -hmm. And I love Steve here being like, if it's really expensive, don't worry about it. I will help you. Like that was just very sweet to me. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, this is the point where Carly's like, I actually don't feel comfortable with this. I think Zach and I are going to move back to Montana. Yeah. And she very, like, there is no mention ever of Steve going with her in this episode at all. Oh, I know. And, and like, obviously she's upset about leaving him. But as we find out later, their relationship has only been three months. I lost it when she got a going away party and she was like, this has been the best three months of my life. I was like, really? Three months. (laughs) For some reason, I thought it was like, I thought we were maybe close to nine months. Mm -mm. Well, because on a normal show, we'd be almost to the end of the season and she would have been here a whole season. In reality, she's only been here half a season she's only been here four months total 
which is wild because then I'm putting it into context of Kelly getting shot, Brandon cheating on Kelly, Kelly, like, like all the trauma that Kelly has been in, not just literally getting shot, having amnesia, being sexually assaulted and her boyfriend cheating on her. Like, my God, what did Jenny Garth do to them? (laughs) I'm telling you, like when they hit soap opera, it is like a weekly basis. Everyone has to be traumatized. Like this is a lot of stuff that happens this week. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's bonkers. (laughs) But yeah, okay. So speaking of Kelly, the, you know, we kind of go back to this clinic where the woman that came in earlier, Leah, Jeff, the intern has, you know, done his checkup with her and he's like, she is an abuse victim. She doesn't have any of the signs of being in a car accident that is like manual abuse from Mm -hmm. someone else. And Mm -hmm. he goes on to say like, I can file a complaint, but it's literally putting it on file. No one's going to do anything about it until she does. And I'm sitting on my couch being like, do it anyway. When she finally (laughs) goes to the police and they're like, well, you've been to this clinic 75 times. Mm-hmm. There you go. Do it right. anyway. Mm-hmm. But like that was literally just to set up stuff later because then Val walks in and we find out that she has to work her 50 hours working for Kelly. It's incredible. Like it is everything. I think I put later like for the next scene. Yes, it's for the next scene. But this is literally everything I've ever wanted. Like this is the foundation for enemies to lovers that we've been wanting like (laughs) this is what we needed these are the scenes that we've been missing (laughs) i mean truly like if you take jeff out of these scenes where kelly Mm -hmm. and val are the last two people at the clinic at night and val's got her hair all wild and they're both so frustrated at each other Ooh, like i'm telling you i need you mary to write (laughs) that you didn't need to specify Right. Sorry. (laughs) True. But I need this to be written and there just to be a line that says like, make me. And then we're, we're off. (laughs) Hilariously, I I already have ideas along those lines. So (laughs) just moosh those together real quick. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's what we like to call fate. When you already have the story written and she's just, they just need it. Right. Because then, yeah, like, you know, we had that scene with Carly in between, but Val is like mopping in high heels with her hair must. And Kelly's like, you missed a spot. And instead of like Val retorting, she's literally goes back to it. It's like, oh, was it right here? Like, I cannot, I cannot. It is everything. Val just (laughs) drips brat energy. Right? Ah, yeah. uh, But why is it so attractive? <laughs> I don't know. Because in real life, this is terrible. But it's I terrible. watch it and I'm just like, now kiss. Right? And then, yeah, like when Val's like, it's just they exude chemistry. Like just the two of them together. They clearly love being scene partners because they just feed off of each other so well. They're so quick. It's so natural. Because like. Val's just like, I'm going to get you for this. You know that? And Kelly's like, "Mm, take it up with your probation officer. The sass. 
the sass. Like, oh, it just drips. I love it. I love well, it. And I'm telling you, like, people know when they see Val, they're like, I can't mess with you because if I mess mm-hmm. with you, you're going to mess with me back. And Kelly just doesn't give no. a single F about it. She's like, she doesn't. yeah, try me. Yeah. She's like, go ahead. Like, it's not going to bother me, which of course riles Val up even more because she's like, well, now I got to prove to her that I can really mess with her. <laughs> and it's so diabolic. Like, it doesn't even make sense to me when she right. does it. Right. Like, or why, you know? But but that's not the point. The point is right. that this was the opportunity that presented itself and Val knew she could do it, so she did it. Of course. But like, yeah, there's there's a lot of other stuff at the clinic where like we see Leah is still at the clinic. She doesn't want to go home yet. She keeps insisting that it was a car accident and shutting down when Kelly talks to her. Uh, but again, like this very clearly seems like a PSA for domestic violence because they're like saying very specific words and it's the way that they're zooming in on things when Kelly touches her arm. Mm-hmm. And like Leah trying to deny everything and insisting mm-hmm. that, you know, what's what Kelly thinks is happening isn't happening and, and all of that. Yeah. And then we get a really short scene with Carly where she's telling Zach that they're moving and Zach gets really upset about it. I feel so bad for him. But then oh, me like too. Carly comes to Steve and it's just like, actually, I don't think the moving is good for Zach. So once we get there, I'm going to find him a good school and we're not coming back. And he's just like, what? Like the camera work on this, I hated because it was like so <laughs> close. And like they almost tried to like, I don't know if it was just me, but it looked like when they would go to Carly and she's just staring at Zach and just saying the words and then they go to Steve, it felt like they were then trying to push in on him even further to almost create that like, what? Like as the music swells. But I'm like, Ugh, no, we don't like, why is it so tight? And then you go in more like, I don't know the camera work in this episode was kind of weird, but um, yeah, I mean, I think they almost wanted this to be more dramatic than it was, but maybe it's just because we knew that Hillary Swank was like not long for this world, you know, mm-hmm. that I just didn't feel a lot about it, you know? Well, and yeah, like you said, they'd only been together for three months. Mm-hmm. This is not Claire who d- he dated for two seasons. Right. Exactly. Right. No, that's an excellent point. Yeah. It was like hard to be upset about something that was so short lived for as much as we mm-hmm. liked Hillary Swank being a part of this world. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like this moment. And then apparently Steve is in a shock and he leaves to go drink at a carnival with Brandon and Noah. And like Brandon's drunk and upset because Kelly won't pick up his calls. Noah is drunk and upset because Donna is mad that he wouldn't talk shit about Brandon. And I love Brandon being like, and thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, they're actually so adorable in this scene. I was like, this is so misogynistic and I can't stop laughing. Like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, because it's so ridiculous you know like it's it's yes it's misogynistic but it's also like do you really think like this because this is the whole like men are so stupid 
you know, like, (laughs) and like, I don't mean like all men are stupid, but sometimes I'm like, oh, when they're being misogynistic and a woman leans into that, it's actually more of a commentary on how easily manipulated or easily swayed men are. Like they have no constitution when it comes to a hot woman or whatever. And like, yeah, it was very much like, I'm going to beat my chest and I'm going to howl, but I have no control at all because like, what did they even say? Like, um, they, why do we like we want the control, but they make all the decisions or something like that? Yeah, and then Brennan was like, "Because we let them make the decisions, we're men." <laughs> like, sure, Jan. Like, mm. <laughs> I just, I also really loved, like, I think it was Brandon who made all the comments about like pack animals having sex with multiple people, like yes. specifically mentioning elephants, which I guess is where the name of the episode came from. Had to have. Had to have. <laughs> but I love that they were like, hey, man, you know a lot about animals. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I stay up late watching the nature channel. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw that one. It's like, I didn't mention one. <laughs> it was so good. No, it's like me too, man. Me too. I'm just trying to fit in here. I'm new. <laughs> it was uh, so good. And like, also, I'm like halfway sure that the reason this episode was on DVDs this week is because they were drinking Heineken and you could see the label of Heineken. Like, I don't know, but I'm like 50 50 here. <laughs> I could totally believe that though. Like, I do think that makes sense. And yeah. now I want to know so much more. Right? I know. Because, yeah, I I can't think of a single other reason why this Mm -hmm. wouldn't be – because the DVDs didn't have a musical performance or anything. Right. I guess presumably Noah's just closed the club this week because he doesn't have a manager or a liquor license. Yeah, might as well close it, right? Yeah. But then I guess, you know, speaking of that, speaking of his manager Val and all of that, she's – still cleaning at the clinic where Leah still is and Mm -hmm. her husband picks her up. It's super uncomfortable. And then Jeff and Kelly are talking about how uncomfortable this was and like how terrible what's happening to Leah is. And that kind of segues into Jeff asking Kelly out for drinks. And I don't think it's appropriate to ask someone on a first date off the back of a conversation about domestic violence right and especially and like I know Jeff doesn't know the history of what's happened at this clinic but like I would imagine Kelly would have been a lot more like shutting it down because Mm -hmm. she literally just experienced what she experienced with Monaghan so yeah I thought it was really inappropriate I understand the point for the plot of the episode to like for the brand like I get it I just don't Mm -hmm. like it like I would have much rather what we got was fine with Val and stuff, but I would have almost rather she fabricated the entire thing, you know? I think I like that better. I think that would have made more sense because really between this and, like, the behavior with Jeff later, I just don't really like him. Right. But, yeah, on the other side, Brandon has been calling the clinic nonstop and Val keeps stealing the messages. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And, again, like – It barely makes any sense, but the fact Mm -hmm. that Brandon and Kelly both snapped at her, she was just like, yeah, this is the (laughs) easiest thing for me to fuck up. I can't not do this. (laughs) My favorite thing about that is Val unintentionally doing Kelly a favor by 
right keeping them not contacting each other but yeah 100 percent val is punishing them both yes mm-hmm. she's like i now have no job and i'm forced to work in community service so what else am i to do <laughs> Right? Like, I mean, she could knock out 50 hours of community service fast, but I also figure she's like, I don't have a job. I have so much free time. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I can't not do it. It's she right not, there. She, mm, she just can't help herself. It's also my theory that Kelly is having Val work late to make her hours pass faster. That's also fair. It's like she wants – she's like – I love ordering you around, but I also can't stand you. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like this has to be done in like three days instead of five, or we will burn this building down on accident around <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. And then, okay, for some reason, they're setting up this stuff with David and the band. And mm. I only say that because there's a lot going on in this episode. And I feel like this could be a very interesting story if they made it bigger and gave David more time, like sure. not set so much of it up in this episode, but like give him an A plot coming up mm-hmm. because like he's basically trying to almost famous with this band. Like he wants yeah. to write an article and Steve is like, oh yeah, and that could be on the front page of our paper. Mm-hmm. And he's picked this local band, but there's alcohol everywhere. They are just – drinking and then Mm -hmm. you know talking about ordering food and pulling out drugs pulling out everything that was a temptation to david every Mm -hmm. other time he's tried to be in the music business right right and And like like, one of the band members like okay so this is what i tracked about the band members outside of the drugs and drinking one of the guys likes pineapple on his pizza another one makes fun of david for seeing one show like calls him a groupie like i'm sorry wait do you not want people to come to your show do do you think fans of you are groupies like all fans are groupies like what and then he's like such an asshole to him the entire rest of the time we see him i'm like what is happening isn't this supposed to be good exposure? Trying to get you famous and you're just sitting here being rude? Right, exactly. It was just so funny. And David's just like letting it happen. And I'm like, that is so not David. That is so not David. Right. But maybe he's going a different route than he did with the Kane is Able band or whatever. And like mm-hmm. just trying to not, he's just trying to get in, get out, you know, do his job, get out. Yeah. I have noticed when David's at rock bottom, he's a lot nicer. True. True. But, like, that's what I mean. Like, this could be a really interesting A plot if you gave it the time because David already has so much bad going for him and then there's just constantly drugs around. Right. Well, and, like, I guess I kind of want to just finish that real quick because, like, we have a couple of other scenes Mm -hmm. in between. But he ends up pulling an all-nighter with the band for some reason. And there's, like, cartoons on the television in the studio. I'm like, are you guys not – like, you're using studio time. To not You're paying for this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, David didn't write – well, he was like, I think I have enough for the article. But he stays there and starts playing the piano. And, like, I swear to God, he must be, like, Mozart or something. (laughs) Because anytime he plays one note, they're like, you play piano? How long have you played? You're the best piano player I've ever seen. Can you you play more? Do more. Do more of that thing. Because, well, like, the, the main guy, the guy who asked about the pizza, is like, how long have you been playing piano? And David's just like, um, since I was a kid. 
I really enjoyed the other guy. I think it was the one who called him a groupie who was just like, yeah, that's a mean chopsticks you're playing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he has to keep ribbing him, right? Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, so apparently David's just so unbelievably talented at hitting a few keys on the piano that people are just, they can't resist him. I had a moment just now that what if at this point we were supposed to have heard him play a song, but it got cut even on the DVDs. That would be hilarious and sad. (laughs) I mean, it can't be. There's no way that's what it is. But like, because we find out later that he starts playing piano. And as soon as, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, you're so good. You're amazing. He's like, well, I also write music. And they're like, yeah. Oh, my God. You have to play (laughs) us one of your songs. Like, can you imagine, like, just, you know, under the guise of being a reporter or whatever, working for a newspaper, just walking into, like, you know, an industry, uh, like, just imagine, just, this is a random person. For all you know, this person doesn't know what a piano is. And, like, they just walk in, and this professional band, this band who does this for a living is like, oh, my God, you do what we do, but you might do it better. Give us music. Like, (laughs) I I mean, talk about making lemonade. Literally. I mean, he's in a good mood for the rest of the time that we see him because we like he pulls the all-nighter with the band. They buy the song. And then the next day he sees Val at uh, Casa Walsh. And this is when he makes the comment where he's like, oh, I've never been kissed by a convicted criminal before. I think I liked it. Like – and she, like, does it again and like, a bigger kiss. Like, okay, that was cute. <laughs> that was very cute. And truly, like, making lemonade. Like, yeah, David's handling all of this very well. Weirdly well. Too well. And he was, like, kind of giddy. And I'm like, did he take the drugs? Right? But then, yeah, we find out he hasn't written an article. He did sell the song, but he won't tell Val what it is. And so it's got to be about Donna, right? Oh, for sure. It has to be. It it has to be. And yeah, he was like way too happy and normal. I'm like, mm, something's off. Something's off. Something is very off. And then I had a moment when Val pulled out the champagne. I was like, okay, first of all, again, he is a recovering drug addict. He should not be drinking. Mm. And second of all, I was just waiting for her to pull out orange juice too and just be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by drugs and orange juice. (laughs) She's like, what? I just want a mimosa. And he's like, you don't understand. (laughs) Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being. And their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights, like coming to visit me in Amsterdam. And really everything you just mentioned benefits me. I genuinely feel better after using Liquid IV. I'm refreshed, I'm hydrated, and I feel like I can conquer the day just like Brandon Walsh. Or Volleyball Steve. I especially love the new flavor Seaberry, especially during the summer so I can pretend like I'm on a tropical island. Or I'll go with an iconic classic, like the Beverly Beach Club, with a lemon-lime flavor while I'm waiting for the grunions to run. Also, it's pretty neat that Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. 
Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code 90210. That's 90210 at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code 90210 at liquidiv.com. And oh, yeah, I mean, man. that's really it with David this episode. Like, I feel like yeah. it's going to come back a lot and a lot bigger next week. It has to, right? Yeah. But then there's Brandon, who, if we recall, has been drinking all night and talking about animal nature and all of this stuff. And he shows up at the beach apartment so drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Kelly in this where she just is like, you can't come in. I don't want to see you like this. You need to get out of here before I call the cops. It was very like practice what you preach given yeah. what she's dealing with at the clinic. And I, I've always thought that Kelly is like this. Like she is like, she has a high constitution. Right. And like mm-hmm. when she is very, like when she's, feeling confident about her decision making she she goes in and she commits because maybe to her commitment is black and white also maybe she and Donna talked about that but yeah it's just I I also very much appreciated just that she was like nope like number one I told you not to come by or call me you're you're doing both those things number two I'm especially not going to talk to you when you're like this because that would accomplish absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. so and it like also kind of amazingly plays into everything that Val is doing. Like, right. It's kind of wild how Val gets away with this for the entire episode because like Brandon does this and Kelly tells him to his face that she doesn't want to talk to him. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. she has no idea he's been trying to talk to her. Like it's just feeding into him mm-hmm. thinking that she's been ignoring him all day. And the next day, he's very hungover, and Val is just like, well, I've been giving Kelly all of your messages. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I love her so much. (laughs) I love her so much. And she tells him about Jeff. Like, just the way she weaves it in so so easily. Like, oh, she's so good. It's so perfect. And it's only like a half lie. She's like, I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. He's real. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, this is my foolproof fib. Which is based in truth. Like, that's how you know she's a good liar is because she uses truth in her lies. She can manifest her lies into truth. It's so wild to me that this just keeps working for her. Like, I know. And when it backfires, it's going to be beautiful. But in this moment, like, the buildup is just flawless. Yep. And just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of... Val, Kelly, Jeff, Brandon stuff with like some sprinklings. We can probably talk most of Carly if we really wanted to just like finish that out. Yeah, I think that's fine because like, you know, essentially it's just it's these scenes leading up to her leaving and it's like Steve coming to her house while she's packing, telling her not to Mm -hmm. go and like he's so upset like and she hasn't even left yet and like they bang it out and then (laughs) I'm like that was so like Okay. Great. Great. Go good job, guys. Cool. Um yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then we get like a little going away party at the Peach Pit. And 
I do love the boys talking up Montana and like being a cowboy and like horses and all this kind of stuff to Zach because clearly mm-hmm. like he doesn't want to leave yeah. and all of that. So it was really cute that all the boys were like, no, 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 you're gonna have a great time. Like you're gonna get to be a cowboy, a real cowboy. Um, and yeah, their little cowboy hat and fringe jacket, so cute. Oh my so gosh, cute. the fringe jacket. <laughs> Oh, like Carly's is clearly just like a little Sherpa, but like Zach's is full cowboy. They're like, oh, this boy, he is going to go be a ranch hand as soon as he is old enough. (laughs) I would love so much if like Carly opened all of this and was like, guys, we live in the city. Right. You will literally never see a cow. (laughs) Uh, There is also a moment at Carly's house where they mention that she's got four months left on her lease. So someone's Mm -hmm. moving into this house. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. They're just going to sublease it to like Noah so he doesn't have to live on a boat anymore. Right. And like, yeah, they already built the set. Like it's it's here. So yeah, they're going to keep using it. They've got that fake across the street house that you see when they open the door. Like, God, it has never looked more clearly like it built on a lot set (laughs) all the time. And then, yeah, the last scene with them is at the airport where Carly has to leave. And again, like, there is no mention of Steve ever going to see her, coming to live with her, her coming back to visit, like, not not even calling. They're just going to 100% break up and we're never going to see Carly ever again. Right. Exactly. And I didn't really have any notable reactions during the airport scene because it was really just, like, tears and hugs and Zach yeah. running back to hug Steve again so I mean it's sad but again like I wasn't really that like I mean I was fine with the relationship I just wasn't that invested in it because apparently it's yeah. only been three months well and it was just like it ended so fast right it, yeah very fast like beginning of the episode they're great everything's great and then boom done by the end of the episode yeah, so, like, it wasn't even, like, a whiplash thing. I was just over – I was, like, oh, I guess they're broken up now. Yep. Okay. Ugh. But, okay, so we can go back to the clinic and, like, really talk a lot about what's going on with Kelly and Brandon and everyone. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I guess this isn't the clinic. This is the plant store where yep. Kelly has violated HIPAA Oof. to – use the patient file to look up Leah's address and she's like the foundation said it was okay like girl no you're not allowed to do that like yeah no, you they really did. can't they definitely didn't <laughs> they definitely didn't say that was okay <laughs> but like this is literally 100% PSA like Leah's like oh we were homecoming king and queen we've been together since I was 15 he's my family he only hurt me the one time and yeah. then like Kelly brings out that brochure that's big enough to slip in your shoes so he can't find it and hit her again. Like, it's literally a PSA. And that's fine. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, oh, she yeah. She used to do this all the time, you know, and especially, like, I was a little surprised, but I guess they probably just didn't put it on the DVDs, but I'm sure when it aired, at the very end, they had, like, Jenny and maybe the actress who played Leah, they were like, you know, mm-hmm. if you or someone you know is a is a victim of domestic violence, call this number, you know, like, that kind of thing um yeah and that happened all the time in real time um I don't know if it still does but I think it does I think it I, like I, I think remember it seeing does. one on the CW like not that long ago um 
but yeah, and it, yeah, it was, it was important for Kelly to go through like statistics and talking points and like, mm-hmm. you know, do this, you can come up with this and like all that kind of stuff. Um, even though Leah had still not admitted to what was going on until like Kelly was like showing her the little mini brochure and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, yeah, I do kind of wish that they had, if there was anything post credits that they had that on the mm-hmm. DVDs, even if it was the yeah. extras, to be like, look at all the PSAs. Cause yeah, I mean, this is a great way to reach a huge audience. Oh, so, totally. Totally. Might as well. But then back at the clinic, Val is just talking Kelly up to Jeff and is being like, no, she's single. She's totally available. You, you know, I know her very well. You should just go for it. Mm-hmm. And I love that when the flowers show up and they've got Brandon's name on it, she just gets another card and writes over it. Like, yep, it's so easy. It just falls into her hands. Well, and yeah, it's like she just kind of like sometimes it feels like I I feel like she's really calculated and plans things out. But then other times I think she's just thinking of things on the fly, like in this scenario. And she's like, hey, do you happen to have another card? Like she didn't have another plan in that Mm -hmm. scenario because she wasn't expecting flowers to be sent to the clinic Mm -hmm. and so it's like something she plans on like clearly the conversation with jeff was plotted but then yeah the flowers just happened to her which is great (laughs) yeah i swear she's just like she must have filled the card out and just been like i'm so good at this i'm so Mm -hmm. lucky the universe just (laughs) loves me (laughs) thank god for that (laughs) it's so good because, like, it literally works. I just want to mention later when Kelly sees the flowers, the new card says Secret Admirer, and Val's like, by the way, your Secret Admirer is Jeff. And Kelly believes her. And half I the time, know. I think Kelly just goes along with it because she's like, I don't have time for you. I don't care what you're doing. I hate you. Just, sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, they get interrupted. or Not even. Like, Val never sees Leah, I guess. Like, she is not yeah. involved in that story at all. But – Leah comes back with bigger bruises on her face and her side, and it becomes a much larger thing. And then elsewhere, in some sort of parallel that I hate, Brandon now has road rage. Dude. Oh, my God. First of all, he's speeding. He's weaving in and out of traffic. Noah's, for some reason, in the car with him. And he is kind of being like, well, maybe you need to give her some space. Like, he's kind of coming around to, like, Brandon, you're being ridiculous outside of Mm -hmm. their, like, nature talk. And, yeah, he's, like, road raging. Some van accidentally cuts him off. And so Brandon's like, we need to go find out why this person did what they did. And he literally, like, fishtails and, like, I don't know, does, like, some sort of racing to get to the van and then bangs on the window. Yeah, and it's a mom and two kids in a minivan. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just couldn't. I was, I, I was kind of scared in the moment. Yeah, like this woman doesn't know you, and Noah had to get out of the car and physically pull him back, and then Brandon mm-hmm. starts yelling at Noah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like the violence that's going on. Like Brandon getting angry all this time, and then it being. Yeah. In parallel with what's going on at the clinic, I don't like it. It right. makes my and stomach it, hurt. Same. And it just doesn't fit Brandon's character. Like, Brandon gets mad, but he's never violent. Like, yeah, he, he, may, he may posture 
you know, and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, he, he just doesn't take it too far. Yeah, exactly. Like, we've seen him, like, go full Brandon. But full Brandon is just yelling. Like, it's not like, gosh, was it season one, like, episode five, oh. maybe, where da- or, uh, Dylan threw the plant? Yes, 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 yes. On his and Brenda's date? Like, yes. We've never seen that kind of thing from Brandon. Mm-mm, we haven't. But we go back to the clinic where Dr. Intern Jeff uh, and Kelly kind of together, like, tag team talking to Leah, being like, you should file a report, you should go to a shelter, this, this, and this. And this is another time where, like, after all of this happens – like Jeff asks Kelly out for drinks again, and this time she says yes. I'm like, I mean, maybe to like decompress after a really stressful day at the clinic, but it's so weird that y'all could just like shut this off. I know, I know, and and yeah, I mean, I guess when you're in professions like these, you do kind of have to like learn how to do stuff like that, just so that your mental health is 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 okay. But. Mm-hmm. Jeff's an intern and Kelly has been working here for, I guess, three months. <laughs> time just <laughs> flies. Right? And, like, that's just not enough time to really build up that fortitude and that ability to compartmentalize, I don't think. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, what do I know? Like, maybe these people are just way better at this than, and it doesn't take that long. And it's just me that it would take a long time for. But, I, yeah, I feel like I'm like, mm, I don't know. This is kind of – psychotic (laughs) right well okay so speaking of psychotic this is a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about Jeff is you know Kelly accepts his date and then as they're leaving Kelly comes back to Val and is like oh by the way you need to mop again practice makes perfect and is just like incredibly rude to Val and Jeff is just standing behind her smiling like right sir you don't know what's going on between the two of these women and to see your date treat someone like that I would just be like actually you know what I'm busy I have to go home Uh, now I have to wash my hair yeah like just get out of there yeah because you're right like he knows nothing and yet he's just like ah ha 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 good one Kelly I literally (laughs) he's just like yeah Val sucks (laughs) <laughs> he just wants to be part of the group right so, man everybody has such group envy like whenever they come onto the show they just need to be included and well yeah and then brandon calls looking for the flowers which again timed perfectly fell right into val's hands mm-hmm. and kelly just pissed her off and she's like oh yeah kelly got the flowers and now she's out having drinks with jeff mm-hmm She's just, it's so good. It's so good. I just need, like, we need to thank our lucky stars. We got Tiffany Thiessen as Val, like, when we did. So like, happy. We, we thought we were going to be up a creek without a paddle when Brenda left. But thank God we got Tiffany Thiessen. And she got Did to she- play so not Kelly Kapowski, you know? Yeah, and I haven't seen Saved by the Bell in a while, but I kind of want to watch it again just to see her just be, like, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Right? Be a really, really, like, goody-goody. Like, oh, yeah, she was so cute. Do you know, does she stay for the rest of the show or does she leave sometime in the I'm, next two seasons? I'm pretty sure she stays. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Because, like, yeah, you saying that, I'm now, like, 
is the show is the part where I finally say I can't stand this anymore when Tiffany Amber Thiessen leaves and I don't have that. <laughs> I know. Oof, we got like oh, yeah. a season and a half left. We can do it. We can do it. I just I still love it, and I do think that like Val just winning at life in this episode, despite all of her hardships, where everything is terrible for her. <laughs> She's so inconvenienced. <laughs> Literally, uh, what was what did she say at the court like, when they're going down the stairs? That's gonna yeah, be hard like, because I'm unfortunate. <laughs> I love her. She is. She has such hard main character syndrome in a show where she is not the main character. She's such a Leo. Like she is a Leo through <laughs> and through. <laughs> love her. Oh man. Oh. What what I don't love is that Brandon shows up at the beach apartment again. Yeah. And he just won't give up. He keeps asking Kelly for another chance and keeps pressuring her to be like, tell me eventually someday maybe you'll give me another chance and she keeps being like I literally can't do that and Mm -hmm. I won't yeah she's like I don't play games I'm not ready I can't like I even like when he tries to play the like jealousy card where he's like Mm -hmm. oh well how's Jeff or like whatever he says and she's like oh I'm sorry how long were we broken up before you slept with Emma oh wait we weren't so I'm like like sir you have no leg to stand on (laughs) That was like a mic drop moment. That was so good. So good. And it was delivered very well. Very well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like with that and her being like, I don't play games. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, <laughs> she is just like closing out these shows so strongly. Like these yeah. episodes. That's a great point. Because yeah, last episode, this one, like she, yeah, she's just very good at these more intense, like almost like like quiet anger she's so good yeah. at that it's so good I loved like I hated Brandon's behavior I love how strong Kelly is being in the mm-hmm. face of it because you know she's struggling but like totally the yeah. fact that she handled this so well I was just like damn okay I know I know but like ugh, Brandon is making me so mad I know he's so Not- frustrating he is just <sighs> He can't be chill. He's being so not chill right now in every sense of it. I know. Well, and I know people like grieve and like whatever in different ways, but I think it's just, it's like he knows he was wrong and he knows there's no way that like he can spin it to be that he's right and Kelly's wrong and that he's the victim or something like that. And so because of that, I think he just doesn't know what to do. You know, it's like he's acting out because he's like, well, what else am I supposed to do? Apologies don't work. I can't even Mm -hmm. get her to talk to me. Like, it's like he – I mean, it still is so far away from the character that we know. But if it was a little toned back, I still think it would be explained by he legit doesn't know what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he was also pretty mad when Susan left. Which, like, I think that was, you know, justified. She left in a very bizarre way. It was very (laughs) rude. But, like, he was a little mad there. And now he's, like, really mad. So I wonder if they were, like, laying little breadcrumbs. But the problem is Brandon gets broken up with so infrequently. We've never Mm. actually been able to see this part of his character. True. Because, like, 
yeah, maybe this has been there, but he has no idea how to handle it because he never has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I buy that. But like, yeah, no, calling 15 times a day and sending flowers and then calling to see if you got the flowers and being pissed off that she didn't acknowledge that she got the flowers. Yeah. It's too much. Too much. Ugh. And that's, I mean, that's it, right? Like we, we covered it. They're still broken up and Kelly is now seeing some guy named Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, all I could think of. 21 Jump Street. <laughs> My name Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Those movies are flawless. Oh, so funny. God. They're so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, so speaking of flawless, Starwipe. I have <laughs> I have no quotes written down. Not a single one. So You don't? Not even one. I went all the way through the okay, I take it back. I have one, but it's thanks, Donna, you're a real pal. And I wrote oh. it like to try and remember that it was sarcastic. Yes. But no, I have so many written down. I just I couldn't keep up and I was just like, this so much is happening. I yeah. do think if I was gonna guess one, it would be the thing that Kelly says at the very end when she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, how long after we mm. broke up did you start seeing Emma like that's what I would guess because that's just mm. good that's true that is a very good quote I have what do you have Mary I have an incorrect quote <laughs> love it um so when Val was um doing some pot stirring and telling Brandon about the new guy at work with Kelly um she says well here's what I heard her say when this is not what she said He's a third-year med student at USF, mid-20s, pretty normal. <laughs> she said adorable, but I heard normal, and I was like, that's the perfect description for this man, and exactly what Kelly oh. needs. Right? Oh my god, that is so funny. Pretty normal. <laughs> god, loved it. Um, and then... Okay, this this was also Val, and also in the Walsh kitchen when um, she comes in to find David, and she's like, hi, honey. Yeah. Just the yep. way she said that made my heart just, it tickled she me. She was, was so cute. excited. She's so yeah, sweet when cute. she wants to be. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, this woman, she's so, like, charismatic, you know? Like, she can just turn it on, like whichever way she wants and you're like crap how am i ensnared by you <laughs> every time oh man was that it yeah that was that was it i have literally nothing else <laughs> <laughs> so i had several that i wrote down but i think yeah it's got to be a tie for that last thing that kelly said about emma but then also um <laughs> just the everything with Val and Kelly like together in scenes together but specifically the Val saying I'm gonna get you for this you know that and Kelly's just like mm, take it up with your probation officer like I can't it's so good <laughs> like I need an entire show with just them just bantering back and forth honestly I'm telling you I feel like we could have made this episode each one of the stories could have had its own a story episode while other stuff is happening in the background because I would have died if we just got like Monday, this happens. Tuesday, this right? happens. It's only in the clinic. Yeah. 
I yeah, I would I would want it. So Make good. it very uh, Friday Night Lights, where it's just all yeah. the up. <laughs> yeah, very true. Oh yeah. What about you, Mary? What was your moment of the week? Um, definitely Brandon trying to rationalize his horrible behavior while drinking near a carnival with the guys. <laughs> Why were they at a carnival? They weren't. They were on the outskirts of the carnival. Even why worse. were they? In- <laughs> they were just drinking in a field next to a carnival, right? It's just so funny to me. They're just like, we're miserable. Look at all of those lights that juxtapose yeah. our bad feelings and bad opinions about things. It it's was like so they're masochists. They're like, we gotta look at something fun to hurt us more (laughs) sit on the outside of the fence of the carnival and watch everyone have fun i need a metaphor and i need it now (laughs) (laughs) oh man it was so weird and i loved it so much yeah this was kind of a great episode i really enjoyed it like yeah I wasn't expecting to with a name like Me the either. elephant's father, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the dog is the pig is the boy is the man is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so what's next week's episode? Okay, so I have a feeling like we're not going to like the next episode <laughs> only because of the name of it, but no other reason. It's season eight. Episode 18. Wait, is that right? Yeah, okay. Whew. It's season eight, <laughs> episode 18, Rebound. Oh. Right? No. Like, it just I don't immediately, like it. I'm like, they're, they're, no, we're not going to like it. <laughs> no, I don't know who it's going to be. Probably Jeff, but. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Ted Bundy. Yep. I could Doctor. not come up with something. I was like, we had Dr. Laundry. We need something for Dr. Mm. Jeff. Well, I liked what Sorry, you said intern earlier. Jeff. Yeah, you said Dr. Intern Jeff. (laughs) I liked that. (laughs) He's Intern Jeff. I feel like I have to say he's not a doctor. Yeah, before I fixated on the fact that he played Ted Bundy in a movie, um, I was just going to call him Curly Jeff. Curly Jeff, (laughs) yes. That's a good one. I like Curly Jeff. I really, I feel bad for Jeff, but I hope he's not in more of our episodes. We'll find out. Yeah. We will. So until next week, you can follow us on Instagram at back to podcast. You can also shoot us over an email if you'd like with anything you want to say at back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community. And then we can give y'all a better product. And if you give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout-out on the show because we really appreciate you. So until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I got to go find a carnival. I'm going to mop in my high heels. I don't have one. Bye. (laughs) Bye. See ya.